Have you ever reached the point where you felt you'd lost it all? Where everything and everyone you'd loved was gone, and you had nothing to live for anymore? Were you so consumed with grief that you didn't even bother to ask for help because you assumed the situation was helpless? If so, you can find comfort in the story of today's woman, the widow of Nain. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. Only one gospel writer includes the widow of Nain's story. Luke tells us in chapter 7, verse 11, that Jesus, many of his disciples, and a large crowd went to the city of Nain. They had just come from Capernaum, where Jesus had healed the servant of a centurion. The centurion was an important man of the city. He was a career military man who oversaw a hundred soldiers. We also learn that he was instrumental in building the Jews a synagogue. But it's not him who was sick. It was his servant. Nonetheless, the centurion cared deeply for his servant. And when he heard Jesus was in town, he begged Jesus to heal him, which Jesus did. The next day, Jesus, his disciples, and a growing crowd of followers head to Nain. The healing that happens there is a complete contrast to the previous day's healing. As they arrive near the city gate, they meet up with a funeral procession, leaving the city and heading to the burial grounds. The deceased is the only son of a widow woman. A large crowd is with her. Jesus sees her, feels compassion for her, and tells her not to cry. Everyone stops in their tracks as they watch Jesus walk over to the open coffin and touch it. They all know he's a religious leader. Religious leaders stay away from the dead for fear of becoming unclean. So what is he doing? He calls out in a clear voice, Young man, I say to you, arise. And what happens? The dead man sits up and begins to speak. Jesus presents the resurrected man to his mother and continues on his way. Verses 16 and 17 tells us, Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding region. Jesus was on an evangelistic journey to reach Galilee. It was no accident that he happened to be entering the town at the exact moment that the funeral procession was leaving. He knew this woman needed him to come to her. Unlike the centurion's servant, she didn't have anyone to go to Jesus and plead her case. Even if she had, it's unlikely she would have thought to do so. Her son was dead. It was too late for anyone to do anything. The woman was at her depths. She had already lost her husband. Now she lost her only son. 
She was alone and lonely, with no one to care for her in her remaining days. It was a frightening situation to be in, and Jesus knew this. Luke tells us that Jesus had compassion on her. Imagine her surprise when he told her not to cry. What an odd thing to say to a grieving mother at a funeral. Of course she was crying. We'd be a little concerned if she wasn't upset. But Jesus didn't stop there. He went over to the coffin where her dead son rested. And then, to the surprise of all those watching, he brought a dead man back to life. By this time, Jesus had performed many miracles, but this was his first resurrection. The crowds had heard of prophets of old bringing the dead to life, but none of these people had ever witnessed such a thing. They knew then that he was a great prophet. Word of what he had done spread throughout the land. Don't you love how Jesus chose the recipients of his miracles? The day before, he had healed the centurion's servant. For his first resurrection, he chose the only son of an obscure widow woman. These were not individuals deemed valuable by the world at large, but Jesus saw them as valued souls in need of saving. Each of these were twofold miracles. Not only was the servant healed, but the centurion's life was changed as well. The only son may have been the one brought back to life, but the widowed mother was the one who truly received the miracle. Then there was the impact of those who witnessed the miracles. If you recall, Jesus had not only his disciples with him, but a large crowd of followers. And the widow was not alone at the funeral. She had a large crowd from the city. Each of these crowd members witnessed the miracle. They went on to tell others what they'd experienced. Chances are, at some point, you've felt like the widow of Nain. You've lost loved ones. Perhaps you've even lost a child. During those times of loss and bereavement, it's easy to feel alone. We just have to remember, whatever's happened, whatever is going on, you're not alone. The widow, though she'd lost her husband and son, was not alone. She had a crowd of friends with her, showing their support for her during this difficult time. There's a good chance she gave them no thought, hardly noticing their presence so consumed she was in her grief. But they were there nonetheless. You too have people like that, quietly sitting on the sidelines, ready to be there for when you need them. You may not even be aware of them. It could be a dear grandmother, alone in a nursing home, who prays daily for you. It could be random strangers who see the tears that fall when you think no one's looking, and they pray for you even though they don't know you. It could be family or friends you've rejected, but who've remained faithful in their love and concern for you, praying for you even when you've abandoned them, ready to come to your side when you're ready. You just have to look up from your grief and take notice of the blessings surrounding you. And then there's Jesus. He knows your hurts better than anyone, and in your time of need, he feels compassion for you. You may think it's too late, but just as Jesus was not too late for the widow of Nain, he's not too late to work his miracle in your life. It may not be the miracle you expect, 
but know that His timing is best. His ways are better than ours. He only wants what is best for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Lord God, thank you for your never-ending kindness and compassion. Thank you for seeing the invisible and for seeing needs that no one else recognizes. Thank you for loving us enough to restore life when we think all hope is dead. Forgive us those times we get so caught up in our grief that we fail to notice the blessings surrounding us. Open our eyes to those faithful family and friends who surround us. Cover us in your love. Wrap your arms around us, reminding us how truly blessed we are. We love you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we look at another woman from Nain. This time, a sinful woman who caught a Pharisee off guard. I can't believe how rapidly time is flying. In less than two weeks, All God's Women hits the radio airwaves. All God's Women, the radio show, is a short two-minute show that follows the same format, but zooms in on specific verses or aspects of each woman. Check with your local radio station to make sure they're carrying the new show and find out when it will be airing. If they're not carrying it, request they add it to their program lineup. Send them to the All God's Women website for more information and where they can hear sample episodes. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.